0: Alright, so this is actually the first episode of Do You Mind with a Guest? And uh, me and Paris Thomas got together and we talked about all kinds of delightful things. We talked about anime, life, art, meaning of it all. It was pretty great. Um, Got to a bit of a rocky start because I thought we were going to do the co-host app and both use our phones and just sort of like, hold them up to our mouths, like, microphones at the time, because it sounded like a good idea, and, uh, this is what happened, and this was a terrible because we are in the same room, yeah. yeah, it was a lot of feedback, stuff. so after that mishap, I just decided to use my phone, and we sort of just kind of passed it back and forth like a talking stick, and i used it and think it actually turned out pretty well. So uh, I have yet to actually listen back to this conversation, but had a great time and I hope you all enjoy it too. So please join me in welcoming Paris Thomas. Record. All right, and we're doing it. So after that embarrassing first attempt we're here now <laughs>
1: right. uh, that was something all right man right
0: <laughs> so uh this is paris thomas he's uh dating my girlfriend's sister <laughs> yeah. i think that's the technical term for him like probably future brother-in-laws but like you know yeah. th- th- this seems to be the direction we're heading but uh Oh, I just blown a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> okay. It's like I was like oh, you know, <laughs> so you weren't even thinking about that. You're like oh, yeah, oh we might, yeah, we might be related someday. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh,
1: we're gonna have to keep hanging out then, you know.
0: Right. Keep the good blood going. It's like we was like we might have to like hang out more often. It's like get to know each other or something. Oh damn it! <laughs> <laughs> I was just it was it's funny because like when you approached me to do that oh wow that was like heating up my cut anyway. <laughs> I just set my tea down next to the space heater so I was like oh wow that was just like keeping it warm and I didn't even mean to but my cup's really hot anyway (laughs) so like when you approached me you're like hey you want to do a show together I was like yeah and then you're like making it then you know you said you were going to make a meal and everything and I'm like that is so nice I'm like he's like trying real hard and like you know we're good and you know you're dating her your sister. I'm like, this is so cool. I've always wanted a black little brother. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well now you
0: got one, I guess. Are we the same wait, are we the same age? I I'm remember. twenty-five. Twenty-five? Okay. So I am the older by three years. Oh, so old. Oh my god. Such an old guy. I know. So it I, makes I'll such make sure to get difference. your cane for you. <laughs> but um so yeah, we were just watching Attack on Titan and like we had to stop in order to record this because like I I watched the entire first season in, like, a week and, like, really enjoyed it when I first watched it when it was on Netflix, and then, um, there was no second season on there yet, so I just stopped watching and forgot all about it until recently, and then, before I know it, two more seasons have come out, and I'm just like, oh, yeah, that show, now I'll never catch up. Mm. So I started, <laughs> so I just came over, and he's like, what? You never, you had never watched the other two seasons? And apparently, um... Like, neither is Belle, so, like, they've, uh, she's been pressured from, I guess, you and her sisters and all of us, so I'm like, all right, I guess we will finally start watching this. watch the season finale of the first season just to catch myself up, and I'm like, damn, I forgot how good this
1: was. Yeah, now we we'll gonna be doing this.
0: And then the next, right, it's like, we're going to be doing this for a while, and then we start watching the, the new season, and, like, I don't think I've had that, like, as many, like, ooh, what? <laughs> moments since... I was watching Lost the first time.
1: Well, when you were
0: watching it, you know, you kept, I'm like, oh, oh, <laughs> oh, spoiler Just like, uh, like sitting in the corner like, oh, I know too much. Like I keep saying things. I'm like, so wait, is that guy connected to this? And you're just like, oh, don't ask me. <laughs> it's a struggle, man. It's so oh. hard to not because I just want to talk about it. <laughs> i <I'm> just... <laughs> I just, I I told you the story we were talking about earlier. Me and me and my brother were at a movie, and we, like we were just got to talking, and that amazing Spider Man Two had just come out, and I was like, "Have you seen it yet?" I'm like, "No, it's okay though. I already know Gwen dies." Oh yeah, by the way, spoiler alert! If you haven't, if you're that late, but anyway,
1: you're, you're a little late on that now.
0: Super late, but <laughs> like, there's been like th- another. We got a whole another Spider Man with two movies in his belt. But anyway, <laughs> or no, like three now. He was in Infinity Wars too, wasn't he? He was, like, he showed up... He showed up in Civil War. Yep. And then he was in Infinity War, and he was also... Homecoming. He had, had Homecoming, yeah. So, yeah. So he's got... We got three movies with a Spider-Man since...
1: And if you want to count Spider-Verse, two, four.
0: No, oh, yeah. Dude, I still haven't seen that one yet. I heard it's awesome.
1: I I'm, They they bring Miles Morales and Ghost Spider, a.k.a. Spider-Gwen, into the reality. So, you know, that's amazing. And then Spider-Ham is also, also there. Everyone's like Spider Ham. Who's that? Well, you remember that scene in The Simpsons, right, where he goes Spider, spider pig, pig? Spider? Really? That's fucking that's that Spider Ham. Really? That's, that's, that's Peter Porker. Ah. Peter Porker is in the Marvel universe.
0: <laughs> that's so wait. I'm so okay. I've been like so out of the loop in comics for so long that like so many things have happened, like even since like I remember once I picked up like an anthology of. It's like everything you will ever need to know about Spider-Man. And it came out in, like, 2000. And oh, there was nice. so much... Or, like, two, two two 2005 or something. And there was still so much that I didn't know about him. And, like, now like there's, I'm like, they're still going. There's still so much more that's happened since then. Well, yeah. I've been a bad nerd.
1: Well, if you think about it, the different Spider-verses, man. Like, you know, there's the the Ultimate Universe where Peter Parker dies. Miles becomes Spider-Man. And then enough, Peter Parker from 616 comes into Miles' world. They hang out a little bit. And then spider um, spiderverse happens and miles has to leave his earth cuz it's destroyed basically and he has he joins 616's universe
0: okay i know so i'm sorry six, too i'm not no no, no 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 i'm now <laughs> no that, no that's okay like i like i'm just trying to i mean this was all in the comics before right like yep. this before it was made into a movie i'm assuming yeah cuz i remember yeah you have the I
1: have the complete by spider- miles morales right there story okay is that One?
0: Oh, that's the That's Miles that Morales from when he big, started that one.
1: To to recent.
0: I might have to borrow some of those. <laughs> Go for it. Because I used to I, I know I read the ultimate Spider Man ones and I remember um thinking when I saw the, the amazing Spider Man movies, Andrew Garfield's portrayal of them. Which good good Spider Man, bad Peter Parker. See, that's where I had to like disagree because he <laughs> he well. Hear me out, he okay, was okay, more okay. like he was way more like the ultimate Spider-Man Peter Parker. Fair
1: if enough. If you remember,
0: like it, it was like a more cuz you know, if they're going to do like a reboot more modern take like he's not a total dork, like he's not <laughs> you, you know, he's like kind of witty, he's just like like the sar- sarcastic social outcast, but he's not like a like a nerd like oh hi Mary Jane, oh my god, like I mean that was like very originally that's what he was, but like that's what I liked about the the ultimate one, he's like a little snarkier.
1: Well, if, you, if they were going to do that, then they needed to do everything related to that. Like, Gwen, the way Gwen dies in the Ultimate Universe is because she becomes Carnage. Oh, shit, really? Yeah, in the Ultimate Universe, she became Carnage, and that's how she died, because Carnage took her body over and killed
0: her. Oh, I didn't even get that far. Yeah, like,
1: <laughs> they did not, like, the way that he died in, she died in, uh... The Amazing Spider-Man was, uh, from six one six universe. Rather than the Ultimate Universe,
0: right. So yeah, she died in this. That, that's the one that where Green Goblin like she fell off the bridge or building or something, and Green Goblin grabbed the grabbed her by the leg and she broke her neck. That's the Green Goblin of the of the Ultimate Universe. Yeah, completely, I know, completely different. No, I know that <laughs> Green Goblin's like a just like a raging Hulk demon thing. Basically, like it's not no sense of humor at all on that one. <laughs> but yeah, I remember that. Yeah, because I remember thinking that the. Because the Andrew Garfield Spider Man, like he's you know he's like because it, it it kind of almost doesn't make sense their personalities when you compare like the Tobey Maguire nerdy super dork Peter Parker like perfect can't Peter. string two words together like per- perfect Peter like archetypal perfect archetypal Peter Parker perfect. I agree not a great Spider Man he's just was like he's he just he fell flat as a Spider Man is like. Oh, you know, it's just me, your average everyday Spider-Man. Like he's got that, like, like that happy-go-lucky, like, ah, shucks, voice. Like you know, I can't picture him as like you know that that uh, that Cats versus Dogs movie, right, right, right. Lou, he's <laughs> like he's just, just. Well, I'm just a regular old, you know, like that kind of voice to him. Like, so like as Spider-Man, he was he was a little flat. Like it wasn't as sharp as like even in like the animated series, but like it makes more sense that like the like the ultimate spider man mm-hmm. he's more of a like the social outcast, like sort of like sarcastic like makes like cutting comments about like popular stuff like but stuff that would get his ass kicked if he said it yeah. too loud <laughs> but now, as spider man he gets to like' f- it's, like a full um the full realization of his true self basically like he gets to be that in person he's like like he talks shit to the like that was one of my favorite things about spider-man is like he's always talking smack to villains while he's beating them up (laughs) he's like oh is that so smack (laughs) (laughs) like even like back for you know going back to to even the oldest ones like so it's like he gets to be who he really wants to be and i don't know i I mean i guess that just you don't really see that from the like the classic nerd peter parker Like, like the split personality almost didn't make sense it was like like uh like Ed Norton and Tyler Durden, almost.
1: <laughs> well, if you want to pick, like, compare it to like, Kent Clark, you know, he has yeah. that whole persona of when he's the reporter the of, you know, how are you doing today? And then he's Superman, hello, humans, how are you? Yes. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> right, but that's even different because, well, if you think about it, Spider-Man was a normal person that gained superpowers. Fair. And Superman is a super powerful alien that's trying to disguise himself as a harmless human. Fair enough. So he's that's intentional. So Spider Man's doing it. It's like, like it, it, it almost seems like it's not him. I don't know. Like it's like a, like an alternate personality. Like that he built up. Like I mean, in for the, in the classic version, you could say like he like built that up for himself. Mm-hmm. Like, he created like what he thought a superhero should sound like, and that's how he acts in character. But I don't know. That's my two cents on it. Andrew but, Garfield did a damn good job at what he was supposed to do. <laughs> I will for agree that with Spider you. Man. I will agree with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I won't say he's the best Spider-Man. No, I said for that Spider-Man. For okay, that, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for, yeah, for what? You so did a good did I, did think, good I right. like his movies. He Indeed. Did good. So, uh... Anyway, anime. Anime, yeah. <laughs> Back to that. Um, Holy shit. He yeah, we, <laughs> we went
1: down the rabbit hole on that shit.
0: <laughs> yeah, so... Oh, yeah, so... by Yeah, so I started watching <laughs> season two... What, were we, like, were we, like, five episodes into it now? Yeah,
1: base, no, we're only four.
0: Oh, only four? Oh,
1: okay. Yeah, I know. So much has happened. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you know, when you start watching anime, everyone you get stuck in that cycle, especially if it's all, already already out. You just start watching an episode, and you're like, that was 20, 30 minutes? You're lying to me. That felt right. like 15, 10. We have to watch another episode. And it just keeps going and going and going. And it's, then you look outside, and it's midnight, and you're like, <laughs> aww. I want to watch more
0: <laughs> <laughs> on the time warp. That's just like binging anything. I think that's almost like why it's so dangerous. Like, especially if it's like something really good, yes. but yeah, I want to talk about attack, attack. Cause I think I've been, um, I've been listening to a lot of Jordan Peterson and he talks about things like, uh, the importance of myth and like allegory and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, how to extract, uh, you know, deeper meanings from literature and movies and television and all that stuff. And, uh, he talks about you know the how that we we accept all these things to be true, like you know not even you know myths, fantasy stories like we like like it's not normal, it's not logical, but we eat it all up because it's all an allegory for how a person should behave in real life, like yeah. it's not like you know it's, you you fa- you're not facing literal monsters every day, but they're Sometimes life can seem pretty bleak. And that's one of the favorite... Like, actually, my favorite things about Attack on Titan. Like, when he... like Everything, the, everything just fucking sucks. Everything just sucks. It just keeps getting worse. Like, it just keeps get like The guy with the drink. The guy with the drink. There's, like, a guy that's about to die, and then he's, like... he like he gets, His body gets thrown through a building, and he finds, like, a, a liquor bottle. He's like, at least finally I can have a, something to drink before I die. And he's, like, pouring this thing... And like one drop falls on his chin, I'm like,
1: God
0: damn it! And then he's like, this is bullshit. And I'm
1: like, it is, isn't it? And then just just around the corner, you just see a Titan slowly moving his eye around the corner and be like, ah, there you are, time to die, om nom nom.
0: Exactly, but that's like, that's like such a way that like life can be sometimes. Like, like I've like I've had that experience where like like, I lost my job, but I had a I had an interview at somewhere else, and I'm like, yeah, the interview went really well. Like, it seems like maybe I'm gonna, I'm winning this battle a little bit, and I'm just getting ahead of it. And then I crashed my car. <laughs> <laughs> it just keeps getting worse. <clears throat> so it's just, how do you respond to that kind of situation? And, like, it's, um, like, one of the things that kept saying is, like, you know, you, you only lose when you stop fighting. And, like, Choose to die, basically, and so like the, over and over again, and lots of people die.
1: Oh, that and that <laughs> anime, like everybody basically dies. And just disclaimer now, I've seen, I've I've seen that the the seasons, and I've read the manga. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna have to hold myself back a lot <laughs> during this talk, just so I can't I don't ruin it for him.
0: Right. <laughs> the, yeah he's yeah I'm yeah he's he's watched the whole thing. I'm like almost halfway. I'm like a. Th- third of the way through everything now and i'm probably by the next time we sit down and have a talk i'm gonna watch the whole thing so we can talk about it then <laughs> <laughs> it gives me an excuse to because i really do love anime but i haven't i just you know haven't it's life you know it's just you don't have time for everything <laughs>
1: life is just hard man like especially like you like one of my favorite shows i used to love watching is two episode i mean two hour long episodes oh yeah two hour long episodes and there's 40 some episodes
0: what? What? What is this one?
1: This this one's a Tur- Turkish drama that oh, I used okay. to watch all the time. But it's two hours long per episode for forty episodes. Think about that for a second. Oh my
0: god! Yes. That's like <laughs> that's like a serious life commitment.
1: Exactly, and I'm like, what happens? What happens? And they always end in the same damn way of cliffhanger. And it's not like one of those not one of those slight cliffhangers. It's like. Dead man's drop, cliff, cliffhanger. Like, what happens
0: now? Right. And that, <laughs> that's, like, what we were experiencing, too. Like, we like we just watched. I'm like, all right, we're just going to watch the first episode of the season, and we're going to do the podcast. And then, like, is that, like, that one ends. I'm like, fuck, that's it? All right, well, one more. One more. Okay, one more. You still got to eat your food. We're going to do another one. And we're just sitting around. And then it's like, all the food's gone. I'm like, and then the episode ends. I'm like, what? Damn it. Okay, but this is the last one for real. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just so good like i can't and uh yeah we'll have to like talk about it more but basically if there's anybody that has absolutely no idea what i'm talking about right now like maybe we should like give a brief outline of what attack on titan actually is but do you want
1: to start off with what anime is and just in general or okay. do you want to just go straight for attack on titan well
0: you know what yeah we can just start with like anime so anime is uh japanese animation Typically, uh, and pretty much all of it's derived from manga. Like, I can't think of any anime that wasn't a manga first.
1: So, like anime, some anime like, like the newer stuff, like right now, um, re- the reincarnated as a slime or Desu um, or also known as, um, I'm a, so so I was reborn as a spider. So what? Those all started off at yeah that was it's really good like, I have the
0: bug. you can borrow it I might add, I like yeah I haven't heard of any of these but like I, I want to just so we can like talk about it better um you know they started off as web novels
1: online a creator started writing typing up on on computer and then they got picked up and started writing light novels and then someone was like I see money in this stuff. Mm. So they started to they decided to do an anime and manga release simi- almost simi- simultaneously. I cannot say that word. Forgive me. <laughs> Simit-min-none.
0: Yeah, exactly. Sim- simultaneously.
1: Yeah. So they do them at the same time so you know if you really if you ever watch an anime and you feel like you want more from it, you want you want that emotion. Mm-hmm. Try to find a light novel. Try yeah. to. It, it will do you
0: wonders. Hmm. <laughs> so that's like the way it's that's just the way it's done these days pretty much
1: well yeah there, there's there's some anime that that just comes out but they don't really do that hot um but except my hero academia which is very big right now it's everyone's calling it the next top three and you know the top three for our generation were naruto bleach and yeah. one piece yeah they're, they're talking about okay. my hero academia being the same on the same level as that so it started the off the next with just,
0: one mm-hmm. okay
1: uh, tokyo Ghoul, my hero academia Okay. And they haven't found a third one yet. But um, My Hero Academia, it started off as a manga first. And it got so much hype because everyone was like, I want to see this on the screen. I want to see that
0: fight on TV. On action. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's cool. That makes sense. Because I've been like, I don't know. I've had like ideas for like, like you ever like think about writing your own comic book or like how that would look or yeah, like what you would Because I was thinking about like, I've I've had like ideas floating around my head. Since, like, for a while, ever since, uh, well, like, I used to work at a call center job, and like, they oh. gave us, <laughs> yeah, it was off, it was terrible. Like, we, but yeah, we, we did, uh, and we did phone surveys. Like we, like, we would call people, and it's like, hello, do you have time to answer a few questions? And it would be like, the, the easiest ones we would do were like satisfaction surveys for mechanic shops. So, you know, we just act like, how, like, scale of one to 10, how would you rate your customer service? And, uh, how would you rate the quality of the work done to your vehicle? And how would you rate the friendliness of the... Di- like, I still have it memorized in my head. Like, it's it's pretty, it was like hardwired into my system by the
1: time. <laughs> I, I I really like that you brought out that phone voice, too. Yeah. You, you brought it out. <laughs> everyone has that phone voice where they go up a few octaves, you know? Like, hello, this is Paris. How are you doing today? Mm-hmm. You know, everyone <laughs> has <it. laughs>
0: Well, I remember, like, I, I used to... People would tell me on the phone like that. I, I kept getting asked if I was a machine. I was like, hello, this is Josh DeYoung calling from... De- it's like... Calling from Directions in Research, wondering if he was like, is this it, it, is it a recording? Is it? I'm like, this is a human being. <laughs> Take me off your list. Absolutely, sir. Have a blessed day. <laughs> but I would do stuff like that. And you got we got to draw at our desk, so I started just, like, drawing. And we weren't allowed to look at our phones or anything, so I would just, I, I would just draw stuff around me at first. So I started drawing, like stuff at my desk and i started drawing things around me and like writing about it and it started turning into like kind of like a comic book type thing and i was like, like all right so this is like the mild-mannered day job I was like where and, and i was thinking about it i'm like you know a call center like this is like totally a perfect place it's like the perfect like fuck around job that like a superhero mm. would be able to have because like if people were like just weren't feeling it they're like yeah i don't like feel really good today can i just like go home at four or nothing? like I don't give a shit. <laughs> like, 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 basically, like, because it's all like, you know, the way the raises worked it was like production based and stuff. So like, you would want to work more. Like, if you don't work more, you just don't get paid. So like, nobody really cared. Like, if it was like, all right, it's on. If you want to keep making just ten bucks an hour, that's fine. But
1: if you want to be poor, go for it.
0: Right. Well, <clears throat> if you do really well, you made like thirteen or something. So it was a pretty good gig when both of us were working there. You know, me and Bobby at the same time. So you'd work like oh, half so as yeah. Right, exactly, so you could work as like like half as much time as one you know I normally would, and we'd just get to hang out way more often, so it was kind of a good gig but and and we got to draw at our desk, so that was mm-hmm. another perk yeah. of it, so I started creating like this persona of like it was like this like a caricature of myself almost and like so how would i if I were gonna start being a crime fighter like what would I do like and I'd started thinking like how I would you know like, i th- I thought of kick ass. Mm. you know like putting together just buying gear from online I started I actually went on Wish I was like Kevlar body armor holy shit (laughs) they totally they have like jeans with like Kevlar like built under like an underlayer or something like a a vest and I, I was thinking I'm like you know and at work I have like these because we make molded plastic stuff so it gets kind of hot so i have these kevlar sleeves that they give us Mm. and i'm like oh that would be cool so if i could like do like a block and somebody had a knife or something it would just bounce right off and i'm like like the gears are turning and i'm like i could buy like just a bunch of black hoodies in bulk just plain black ones so i could like if i got in a fight and it got all torn up i could just ditch it in a trash can or something
1: (laughs) well you wouldn't want to ditch it though because then you know have your dna on it you would want to you want to burn it
0: burn it or something yeah like throw it in a hobo fire or something something. i I don't know (laughs) do something with it but yeah i don't know or i would have to i'd have to dispose of it in a certain location but anyway that's that's just how that's just how my brain
1: works (laughs) now that we're on that subject though about buying those black hoodies you don't want to buy them all at the same time or consistently from the same spot or even just in general because then if someone's like I wonder who the superhero is, this vigilante that wears black hoodies. Let me see who's been That's buying true. black hoodie- hoodies <laughs> up in here. <laughs> Like that's what,
0: like, that's like maybe like a realization. Like he has like halfway through, and he's got to like move to a different house or something. And it's like, dude, you've been ordering like hundreds of black hoodies to the same address. How did you think like somebody like hire like or like once you get into like the upper echelon of like crime, like somebody was able to like track me down, and then like I meet up with a like a real legit superhero. It's like, no, we're gonna get you a costume. We're gonna <laughs> get you this. It's like like I get like a mentor for along the way or something, and then, but yeah.
1: Anime, anime, <laughs>
0: <laughs> anime. So yeah, that's how it starts. Sorry, I keep making this about myself. <laughs>
1: no, 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 no. We just, we just keep finding those. Tangents do you,
0: do you mind? Mi- f- right. Sh- sh- that's why I like this. That's why part of why I named this show. Do you mind? Because it's, it's very like, like. Do you mind if we talk? Because like it's, I, it's gonna go off in a bunch of different directions. <laughs> hold
1: hold on, hold on, hold on, hold up. We need to talk. <laughs>
0: So yeah, Uh, so yeah, anime, Japanese animation.
1: (laughs) Tell them about Attack on Titan, because we told them what anime is. Right, okay, all
0: right, we did cover that pretty, all right. So (laughs) Attack on Titan is a, um, so it's the story of these people that live in a walled city with like, like, well, wait, what, I'll say like 100 meters high, something crazy like that, like, I don't know a really big wall really big, big freaking wall. wall bigger than Trump's wall <laughs> no one's getting through except for these massive titan things and the titans like it's not like it's not like the classical greek titans or anything like they're like these are and they're also sorry i just thought of a movie that pissed me off. immortals fuck that movie <laughs> have you ever seen that one no okay like okay Sorry, one more side tangent. Do you mind? <laughs> Do you mind if I just like talk about how this movie pissed me off? So there was this movie Immortals, and it came out that there was like the Clash of the Titans movies that had like the epic, like massive titans fighting each other, and then like there was the uh, Immortals, which was another gods versus titans movie. But like the titans were, they were like people, and like they, they, it was just like a bunch of them, and they were like pretty strong, and like they were able to kill gods if like a bunch of them ganged up on them at once. But it was like they were like people sized. I'm like. That's not a fucking titan. What are you, you... Like, the the whole concept of a titan is that it's, like... Huh. Titanic. Like, huge. Like, what... Anyway.
1: You have to go Google somehow.
0: Hey, Google.
1: Oh, I was
0: behind. I was <laughs> oh, <it's> behind. <laughs> oh, hey. It's right there. It's, okay. Uh, Hi. What can I do for you? <laughs> <laughs> Look up the movie Immortals. My favorite movie has a great beginning that hooks you, a middle with and an ending that satisfying. Well, that wasn't... I the name of it wasn't Immortals, I'll tell you that. Thanks for nothing, Google. <laughs> it just said, my favorite movie is something that had a gripping beginning, interesting middle, and a fantastic ending. But I forget the name of it. Well, it wasn't Immortals. <laughs> anyway, uh, so Attack on Titan. Proper t- these Titans are... They're interest. They're like humanoid creatures. They look like they look like people, but like their faces are all fr- kind of freakishly deformed. Some of them are. This is the moment that you're gonna hear me go, oh, <laughs> <laughs> because like this all points to something. You, you, you know, there's like lots of theories about you know where they came from. Like nobody really knows at the when the show starts. I'm, I'm setting. I'm setting the stage for everybody who doesn't know. <laughs> <laughs> but when the show starts it's these weird large humanoid creatures and some of them are like they're all they're all fucked up looking they're really creepy like some like weird big grins on their faces some of them are like like toddlers and babies and running around and like and they're just like with these weird goofy grins on their faces like they are all smashing through towns and just gleefully eating everybody and with horrific screaming sounds and blood and it's Very
1: graphic anime.
0: Very, very bloody, jarring, scary. Like I just want. There was a girl just watching her mother getting eaten alive, legs first, because she was handicapped by a titan, and she's just sitting there watching in the last episode. So it gets pretty dark.
1: Yeah. So if you you don't like dark stuff, don't don't watch Attack on Titan.
0: Yeah. No. I'm just. This is. I'm messed up this way. So it's like this. It tickles my fancy. (laughs) <laughs> that's that's one way to put it. So um but yeah, so they they these attack uh these titans attack, they break through. Oh yeah, one day this like super huge titan breaks through the wall that surrounds the there there's multiple walls. There's three of them, right?
1: It's a, it's a complete circle um and then there's four different hubs that that are oval shaped around that gigantic circle. And inside those circles there's three other mini circles. Yeah
0: yeah so there's many levels of security so like somebody breached the outer wall and this big catastrophe happened that was the first time in a 100 years and the the, because 100 years ago was the first time the titans came around and that was the reason they built the wall in the first place and uh so basically now it's just utter chaos and
1: but don't worry there happened to be A main character,
0: (laughs) right? Isn't there always? (laughs) And uh, he's fuel, and uh, after he's so so devastated by the attack that it fuels his rage, and his mother. Oh yeah, his mother dies, as as in many great origin stories. Mm -hmm. You know, something tragic happens that causes him to say, like, one day I'm going to kill all the titans. All of the titans must die. So he's got this, like, super intense vengeance feeling that's, like, fueling his desire to, you know, train and kill, which is, you know, uh, I feel like it's, like, something just, you know, like, well, if we're talking allegories for life, I feel like sometimes, you know, it takes, like, a like a tragedy to, like, jar you out of, or, like, some, so, like a, a higher purpose, a higher calling, and sometimes, it, like, it takes a like a tragic event in your life to call you towards your greater purpose that he realizes and he is uh, like most heroes is unwaveringly called towards that goal and despite like any and ignores all obstacles that which is part of like a lot of the main characters in anime you know like goku luffy naruto even they're they're all very much like this is what i'm gonna do yeah very one track minded you know, L- you know, Luffy is like, I'm gonna go to the Grand Line and I'm gonna get the treasure, and everybody asks like, how? He's like, don't care, I'm gonna do this. Like, I have a straw hat, doesn't matter.
1: I'm gonna punch people. Right.
0: <laughs> made of rubber, sink like a rock. Where this, I it gotta go across the many seas to do it. Don't care. <laughs> don't <laughs> care. Oh, you mean the navy's
1: after me again?
0: I'll teach them a lesson it's again. Like, <laughs> I'll
1: show them. <laughs>
0: Uh, it's like Goku. Oh, this guy just blows up planets when he gets pissed off. I don't care. <laughs> sounds, oh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna kill him. That sounds like fun.
1: Let's like, see who's stronger. Like, right. He
0: blew. Up. That's my favorite thing about Goku is like he like lets them get like as strong as physically possible when like you know there's like so many mo- like. Have you ever seen like a movie where like they kill the thing before it gets like? If we don't kill it before it reaches its maximum potential, the whole world is doomed. And then they finally are able to do it. I'm like kind of wanted to see what would happen if it got to its maximum level and then like Goku's like yeah go ahead get get to your maximum level bitch
1: best, best example
0: Cell Saga instead mm. of giving Gohan, Vegeta
1: or anybody on the Z team of Senzu Bean he gives it to Cell the person they want to defeat he's like oh I'm done fighting now you're gonna fight my younger son who's about 10 to 12 you're gonna need the Sensu Bean that fully heals
0: you even though my son's beat up right now here you go I didn't even remember that part. <laughs> I know. I know he like. I didn't know he gave cell. I thought cell just healed by himself no. at that point because he had absorbed Piccolo.
1: No, it was a Senso bean.
0: <laughs> Are you sure? Sh- uh, damn.
1: I, 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 he didn't even
0: need the sensu bean
1: you too bro go ahead Todd. oh
0: yeah because I, I remember like because before that Vegeta blasted his arm off and I was super psyched about it because I was like oh yeah he's ultra super saiyan now and he's like <laughs> he's all jacked and he did the final flash and it took him a whole episode to charge it up and everything <laughs> and then it blew off like a quarter of his body and he was like missing an arm and he was just looking at it for a second and then he was like oh yeah by the way remember that Namek I absorbed earlier <laughs> Goku gives Cell a senzu bean. Ah, that totally did happen. <laughs> it's been a long time. <sighs> yeah, why Goku giving Cell a senzu bean wasn't that bad. <laughs> Fuck you, he's trying to kill everyone. Your kid's over here bleeding, and you're like, oh, here you go, Sal. <laughs>
1: yeah, Gohan has a broken arm and has to do a Kamehameha with one arm.
0: One arm! <laughs> Never mind all that, but anyway. But yeah, so that's... uh. Yeah, that's what I like about attack. On, uh, that's what you like, Bob, what I like about the attack on Titan. Is it? It reminds me of Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> well, no, but that's a uh, you know that's the thing that like attracts us. Like well, like uh, you know, I've been reading like what attracts us to heroes in general, and so you know it's the thing that
1: they do things that we can't do, right. the things that we wish we could do. Right.
0: Exactly. And you know, and they and it inspires us to you know conquer everyday life with. Enthusiasm, I guess.
1: (laughs) Oh, they were going to say love with the power of love and friendship. (laughs) The
0: power of love and friendship. Oh, yeah, that's the. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's the the connecting thing I was going to say. Like, they all have, like, a really strong power of belief, basically, or faith, I guess, but it's placed in something higher than themselves that they just sort of inherently know. You know they, what I they mean? They know they
1: have. They're the main character. They wake up in the morning with their spiky hair, and they're like, "Today's gonna be the day."
0: It's like <laughs> I'm gonna be a main character, but that's literally. I mean, that's kind of what inspires people to act the way they do because I. That's um, one Krishnadas was talking about, uh, the movie of me. Like in every day, you wake up and you start writing. You know, you're in your head, like, you're, you know, you're setting, you got your setting, you you start talk, thinking about who you are, who you want to be, you know, where, uh, and you, you write it by living. Who know. are you, Josh? <sighs> Man, if I told you everything, they'd lock me up. <laughs> no, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. So, so, some of the stuff, I believe, is a little crazy, but... I
1: mean, well, me, me, me. Your, your wife and your girlfriend were all talking, you know, the other day, and we were we got into a very deep subject. I don't even know how it happened, but we all just started talking about everyone's different beliefs, like you know, about God, afterlife, reincarnation, and everything. And it was it was a little bit different. I was like, it oh, really interesting. I was like, did not expect that from you.
0: You know, <laughs> that's that's like kind of the reaction I get like anytime I like engage in that sort of conversation like, with somebody that like I maybe didn't think that was, like, that deep... Like, I've, I've been, at, like, at work with, like, some chick that was... You know, I was saying, like, well, you know, like, I believe that, you know, God is love, and love is, like, the center driving force of the universe, right? So, like, you don't have to necessarily call it God, because if some when some people say God, they picture old man in the sky. <laughs> but, you know, if love is, like, the driving force of the universe, then I would say that, you know, uh, love by itself... Okay, so, like, if science is the how, religion would be, like, the why it happened. So, like, if there's the Big Bang, like, that's the, like, the theory that, like, there was nothing, and then, bang, there was something. Well, like, I've always said, like, well, why does that have to be, like, mutually exclusive? You know, like, do we have to have, like, God or the Big Bang, or can we say that, like, God sneezed and that was the Big Bang or something, you know? (laughs) Or, you know, something more purposeful than that, because...
1: Family Family Guy did a fart. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah,
0: they were, like, arm wrestling. And then it's, like, ah, damn It's, like, <laughs> <laughs> and then the universe just comes right out of his ass. It's, like, yeah. So I was, like, so that's what that is. And then uh, so I was saying that to somebody at work. like, okay, yeah, but, like, what if that's just our universe? What if there's, like, another universe that's hate? And there's, like, multiple gods and, like, the multiverse for, like, every different emotion. They're all warring for control of, like, I'm like, whoa! <laughs> like, I didn't even think of all that, but like, where did that come from? From you? <laughs> that's, I'm pretty sure that's an anime. That might. <laughs> I, 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 I mean, like, it could be at this point.
1: I'm like almost fifty percent sure because that <laughs> that plot sounds familiar to me.
0: Huh? <laughs> but I mean, I'm. Like, but you know, and, and at the same time, it's possible because like this is like a physical realm, and if I if I'm to believe in, you know, I've, I was raised Christian and everything, so I've. I've always had some sense of like something spiritual going on okay i just like click this to make sure it was actually still recording we've been going for 35 minutes already <laughs> oh good for us wow look <laughs> at us go but um <laughs> so what was i saying
1: uh raised Damn. christian
0: yeah oh yeah so raised christian And, uh, like, that was, like, the first thing that, like, really, like, opened my mind to, like, you know, the possibility of, like, all these things. So, I was raised to believe, like, all of these, like, Bible stories were, like, 100% true and factual. And as, like, the the older you get, it's like, well, you know, maybe these, some of these were written, like, way later. And it was all handed down by oral tradition and not all the details are perfect. But, um, I think regardless of all that, like, it's, uh, you know, it just points back to, like, the importance of myth and, like, these archetypal characters, like... Um, like you know, Cain and Abel, brother against brother, or um, you know, like Abraham, the father, and stuff like that. The Jordan Peterson, if you ever, if anyone's ever interested, does like a really good job. Um, he's a psychology psychology professor, and he does a really good job like analyzing like all the different. Uh, Bible stories and like like the true meanings and like all these different things we can extrapolate from them and he but he doesn't do it with just Bible stories he does it with like Pinocchio and oh. Disney movies and uh, he did a really good one on on Harry Potter if you ever want to look it up I just showed Bobby where he talks about it um, like the second movie where he goes down to rescue Ginny from the basilisk and he said like that's like the story of you know Saint George went goes to save the Virgin from a dragon you know it's like the same and it and then some of his stuff he traces it all the way back to that he says his view of religion is very darwinian because it's it, it kind of goes with evolution because if you're the like yeah so like you know it's like if you're conquering a dragon it's like why are we so afraid of like these giant dragon creatures as well as cuz they're snakes and that's like hardwired into our dna as primates and when we used to live in trees they said part of the reasons humans have such good eyesight we have like the second best eyesight in the animal kingdom next to like birds of prey who can see for miles so i I think that's what he said but anyway it's pretty good and that's just for the detection of um like pattern detection and camouflage and being able to see snakes move through the trees so like the the monkey that can defeat the snake is considered a hero you know well
1: well if you even want to go back to you know like son goku the story of son goku or yeah. even dragon ball z which is the story of son goku is what what is piccolo supposed to be? He's a namekin and he looks like like what? reptile. He yeah. looks like a sna- snake almost. Mm-hmm. And as a kid, you know, you see him and you're like, "Oh shit." Right. <laughs> Basically like a lot of the st- like you were saying earlier a lot of the stories are just retellings in a different different way as people grow. Exactly. Like, um like, a story that my dad had, you know, he, he told me a story that he told me, and I was like, that's sounds similar to a story I heard when I was a kid, you know, we become, we're becoming more and more of a society that redevelops old ideas into new ideas, basically. Exactly.
0: And that's, um, that's another, there, there's a really good book on the subject, it's called the, the Importance of Myth by Joseph Campbell. And uh, I haven't actually read the whole thing. I spark notes it, but I got the idea. <laughs> That's what I do. It's the best. Like I, do, I like read enough to like. It got me through high school and a little bit of college. <laughs> but it's good. Eh, hey, you do what you gotta do. Exactly. But yeah, like it was enough to like give me the general idea and it explains like all the, yeah, like all the like the archetypes and these myths and like you know why we love superheroes so much, like and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, like the way they conquer adversity and stuff and why we like create these you know in our heads we're like these uh, idealized oh yeah I was talking about like like the movie of me and how you like can choose to write it and uh, we
1: brought it back guys we brought it, we brought brought it kind it of full
0: circle <laughs> there's lots of circles like you gotta trace around them a little bit to see where we're going but there's a path that leads back to the main point eventually eventually <laughs> it's like an oblong squiggly circular-ish type it's like a crop circle anyway <laughs> lots of circles within the circles and but it's all you, you'll oh. get it eventually
1: ooh a circle in a circle like Attack on Titan
0: circleception yes <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah the reason that we love all these things is because uh, I'm going to pause this a second and like go pee and think about what I'm going to say for a second because I've been talking for 40 minutes straight and I I, I like ran out of think <laughs> I'll be right back after this. Okay, so if I remember correctly, we were talking about movies and heroes and why we like them so much because they represent behavior that we would like to model our lives after, and that brought me around to the movie of me, <laughs> which is what we, cho- which is the way we live our lives. And I remember um, one of my favorite things I ever heard Joe Rogan say was. Uh, his, um, uh, to be the hero of your own movie so like if you, you know every movie opens where there's you know you got your guy and his life's kind of falling apart I think his exact words was, say this guy's life's a shitbag bag disaster and <laughs> and you know he's just sort of like meandering through life and then he has like a sudden like, re- like you know, and that, this isn't just like superhero movies, but like, you know, any movie has like a realization moment where like he chooses to be, do something and be greater than himself, you know, like.
1: Great power comes great responsibility. Exactly.
0: Like he's choosing to do something with himself and then you know, by the end of the movie, he's like completely transformed by his journey and everything. And so, you know, and that's it, it really, you know, comes down to a choice and like, you know, there's, and you know, it's never like everything's great when the movie first starts, like that's, you know, so you want to live your life. You know, lots of people are just in these really tough situations where like they're depressed and their life seems like chaos or whatever. And you're just trying to pull yourself out of it and, you know, find something to do to, you know, be the hero of your own movie. But, you know, you don't know exactly how to, how that plays out. But, you know, you just make a decision one day to, you know, really pursue something that, like pursue your passion or something. And, you know, one of the things that, uh, and he said, and it, it's like, you want to, like, be the kind of person that, you know, when you, like, tell stories to your kids someday, they'll look bad and go, damn, my dad was a bad motherfucker. You know, just, like, so like, he really got his shit together and, like, actually started to, you know, he really made something out of himself. So that's, like, what I like about the hero's journey and the story it tells. So that's kind of why I, I liked tying it into this uh, this episode at the beginning of the new year. Woo! Woo! New year. new year, new you. But I was new just problems. <laughs> new problems. <laughs> so I guess like the like the real question I sort of wanted to get into is uh, like who's like what's like the version of yourself that you would most want to be like what's your idea of you know like what's like what's your highest ideal like I'll I'll go first like just sort of to give you. An idea, oh. I guess of like like what I mean by that, like there's okay, so there 's this guy David Goggins, who's like a crazy ultra he 's like an ultra marathon runner who run, what's his which means he runs hundred mile races in Not bad. a day, yeah Not bad. <laughs> oh, no, that. no exactly,, but he 's crazy, but like he, when he started, he was like in his twenties or something, and he was working for uh, some like roach killing company, just like spraying chemicals and just going home and like overweight, and just sitting around all the, all the time. Hated his life, and then one day he just like just like for whatever reason he just decided to get out and go run And, and he said he's like because he, and he used to be in like really good shape, so he's like I bet I could still run. And he said he got like like a half mile to a quarter mile away from his house, and they just like turned around and walked home and cried <laughs> and just went back to sleep. And then. Me too. <laughs> right there's like like that that's but that's his starting point and now he's like doing these amazing what seems like you know superhuman feats basically and um the way he described like how he got out of that hole was uh he's like you know da- he's like he's, he's like i uh, i had to create like a new version of myself like this like this didn't just come out of nowhere like i had to like i created this motherfucker <laughs> like i uh like i had to you know, I thought, you know, this can't be... If I'm going to pull myself out of this hole, like, I need a hero. Like, I don't want to be... I need a hero! <laughs> Holding up for a hero to the morning. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> I started at <it>, my back. <laughs> that's okay. No, that's okay. Like, my mind went there, too. So, like, I'm glad I wasn't the only one. <laughs> but um, he's like, I need a hero to pull me out of this situation. So, like, he had to create one, like, within himself. And he's like you know um it's like david is like i don't want to be you know david anymore like david is weak david's soft david's what you okay. know got me here so i had to create you know this monster i, I created Goggins, which was this like super it was, like this massive super hulked up dude that was living in the sewers and eating rats to stay alive and shit like this like i had this monster inside of me that was just like aching to get out and like i brought him into real life and that's just what you see before you today so
1: does he eat
0: rats no he doesn't really eat rats <laughs> but you just say like this is like he's it's, it's like having like this inner uh demon or something inside that like he felt like he needed to bring into this realm, and he felt, like, depressed that he hadn't yet. Like, it, that was his true self that was yearning to be free. So that's kind of my concept of, you know, how you create a hero from yourself, well, you know?
1: Uh, you know, you're talking about a hero, but have you ever seen the movie
0: Split? Yeah. Well, dude. you know,
1: the, with the, the different personalities and everything, the guy got, became, one of the personalities were so, you know, how bent on becoming like a lizard that he legit got the it
0: changed his body, body chemistry in. and stuff. Like it's a good movie if you've never seen it, and it's part of a trilogy. Yes, um, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't realize that until I saw the trailer for Glass. I like, know. dude, holy shit! I did like, I, I I hadn't actually watched Split at the time I saw the Glass trailer, but it's tied in with uh, I'd seen Unbreakable. Yep. So I saw, so I knew who Sam Jackson and Bruce Willis were in this movie, but like, wait, who's that other guy?
1: So it's a good movie um but when you were saying stuff like that it's like it's basically the you know it is but it isn't they they, the person they had such a strength and need Mm -hmm. for that that persona to come out that it manifested so something along those lines is probably similar to what happened to your guy
0: yeah Yeah, I feel like right of only it's only Like, yeah, like, not quite as intense, like, but because... And I liked how, like, some of the split personalities even had different body chemistry, like, even not the monster, like, one had diabetes or something, mm-hmm. and then one, but... And, uh, like, it's really just mind over matter, and I think that something like that could be possible, like, maybe not to the extent that it was in that movie, but, um, like, I've read a lot about the placebo effect and, you know, stuff like people being able to heal themselves or like I don't like they're like this. They, like one like for for instance, there was an one time when uh in World War two where they ran out of morphine, so the nurses just filled the bags with water and gave it to the soldiers, but because they believed it was morphine they felt they had the full effect of morphine as if they were and they were able the nurses were able to operate on them like so like in your body, you know it does produce natural um painkillers and stuff like under extreme duress and stuff so like but so adrenaline. Uh, yeah and adrenaline and thing and uh dopamine and things like that but because they like really truly believed that they were being given morphine their bodies reacted as if they were being given morphine even though it was just water so that's like a real superpower that we don't even know how to tap into exactly but there's this guy that's done a ton Joe Dispenza has done a ton of research into it and he's made like miracles happen for people that he also cites things like uh like, there was one study where they got a bunch of 80-year-olds, and they put them, like, like, they took them to a monastery, and they set them up in a room where they were playing, like, movies from the 80s, and, like, they would talk about, they had old newspapers out, and they would talk about, like, current events, you know, stuff like that, you know, quote-unquote current, but, and then at the end of a week or something, they they had passed, like, some of these guys were ditching their canes and playing touch football, hmm. like 80-year-old men. mm like, like literally physically acted, like, showed physical signs of, like, being younger, just because they were thinking younger, so, like, I believe, like, some stuff like that is possible, and that's, like, why, like, you know, just the, like I said, the, Goggins, too, like, it just through his, like, sheer willpower, brought this sort of, like, superhero into life, and he was talking, and he talks about, like, his first race, so it wasn't, like, a glorious achievement or anything, he said, like, he, like, Shit his pants and almost died. Basically, <laughs> like he was talking about like getting to the end of the race, like he like collapsed and like like fell on his back. like and like like shit himself. It was like running all up his back. Like he was like, Aww. but he was just like, it was like, oh no, was so nasty. But he was like, he put like all that just so he could go. I did it. <laughs> it's like conquering the dragon, man. Like it's people admire those kinds of things, but like that's.
1: I don't know if I admire
0: the shitting on myself. No, part. not quite. But like, yeah, I don't think he did it after like the second or third. He got he got better <laughs> sec- at it. He got better at it. Not the second or third time, man. Just, just the first time. It was just like the first time. But he, he got in a little better shape for the next one. It was, like, it was the second time was just a pinch. He
1: just pinched it off. You know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The sec- yeah. The second time he was able to stop himself from shitting all over. He just pinched out like a t- just a couple of little peanuts and just not. Nah! Again.
1: <laughs>
0: it's just willpower, man. <laughs> anyway. But anyway. So yeah, that's um
1: the power of me.
0: Oh yeah, the power of me. <laughs> the power Oh yeah, you were still, yeah, you were talking about split. That's why I brought that up. But um so yeah, that's like what I wanted to create. Oh yeah, so I had this so you know, he talked about how he created this villain, or not, not a villain, but like a like a thing that he needed to pull himself out of the depression and like create and bring to life. So like, I have had the like I have I have like a full concept surrounding mine, and it's like kind of a lot. So I'm gonna just hog the thing for a minute and talk a little bit.
1: That's fine. I'll just sit but, here and listen. Okay. okay.
0: So. I, I I got the idea sort of implanted in my head when this band called He Is Legend, they came out with a song on Halloween called White Bat, and uh, I'd always thought about like what um, you know what would be like a really cool like walkout song if I was going to be a cage fighter or something or like what's going to be like what would be like my nickname, and uh, like the end of the song, uh, he says uh, it, it just goes uh, they call me White Bat I kind of like that. They call me White Bat. Next time I breathe, and then it says, they, I, "I am the White Bat. Never forget that. I am the White Bat. Never forget." And I'm like, it's just like this sick breakdown and stuff. And I'm like, oh, it gave me chills. I'm like, so, they, so that was just like ringing through my head like all day. I was like, White Bat, White Bat, White Bat, and I somehow came up with this whole insane origin story for like an alternate Batman universe where, <laughs> so like, uh, okay, so. What had happened was, you know, once again, the Joker's up to his old mischievous ways, and by some... Oh, yeah, and the Joker is dying. Like, his sickness is finally overtaking him. Like, whatever toxin turned him into the Joker originally has, like, pushed him past the breaking point, and he realizes his, that he's going to die soon. So, in an effort to keep the show going on, he... Uh, Rigs his body, you know, he like he fi- finally finds a w- t- tries to devise a way to get Batman to kill him. But he rigs his body or suit somehow in a way that Batman will be infected with the toxin by killing him. Like once he pushes him over the breaking point, like, like he'll have some sort of rig that he's gonna like get him with, and so he somehow kills Damian Wayne, the new Robin, and that's what finally pushes Batman over the breaking point. He snaps and beats the shit out of Joker till he dies. And then Joker like finally releases the he releases the Joker toxin or you know, whatever you call it. And then, you know, it says the show must go on or you know, something dramatic to that end. And Batman like finally realizes what's happening. But he's been like like with every punch of you know rage he's thrown, he's like brought himself closer and closer to he's released more of this toxin and gotten making making himself more sick. So he gets down to the Batcave and, uh, he's trying to come up with some sort of, like, serum, or, like, like what's he got in his lab, and he's like, I don't know, some of this is left over from the man-bat shit, a little bit of the bane venom, a little something, and he's, like, losing his mind, he's, like, trying to, like, put something together, and he's, like, and Alfred's, like, what are you, like, my god, what are you doing? He's, like, I don't know, man, I just gotta figure out something, I think this is gonna work, what do you mean you think? It's, like, it's, like, so, basically, that his idea is that he's gonna make a beast out of himself, instead of dealing with the, like, the pain of being a man with these, uh, like these new thoughts and consequences of like having a sick joker like mind and so like he injects himself with this serum or whatever and it's able to keep him lucid but then like at the same time like like weird stuff starts happening like if he gets in like an intense fight with uh like so, like some strong like maybe like a bane or something like i like I, I imagine like after this he like goes out and like wrecks bane like just to prove that his new like his like he has like a new strength power like he'll but it, it just happens randomly, and like when he loses control, and basically it's because uh, like the whole dichotomy of Batman is his the, the reason Joker's such a great villain is where Batman is you know order and justice, Joker is just you know chaos, and like he doesn't even want to kill him, he just wants to like see he just wants him to get the joke, you know, like he, the Joker winning isn't killing Batman, it's you know get flipping him over. He wants to win a psychological victory over Batman, so.
1: Well, a lot of the newer comics for for Batman and Joker, joke. What Joker? Joker's ultimate win is if Batman kills him, exactly. Because then Batman becomes like him, and the Joker wins.
0: Right. Well, have you saw? Uh, I actually I haven't read it, but I watched like a bunch of YouTube videos on it. Have you do you know about the White Knight saga? Okay. Mm-hmm. So this that that's one that actually somebody wrote where. Uh, it was almost like what i described happening he's like batman's hunting down joker and like you know beats the shit out of him and like force feeds him a bunch of these like pills like they're in a factory or something and like he forces force feeds him a bunch of like this like psych medication and he goes back to being jack napier from like before he was joker and he real and like he like is able to like look back and like see everything that he did and like how and like he actually narrates like how he spiraled into like what he became and he said eventually like at first he just wanted to like you know Batman was the symbol for justice and you know he wanted to get close to Batman like he wanted to like he admired him at first and he was also like a stand up comedian or something like it's really interesting but it it goes into the how he wanted to see like, he just wanted to let back, like, like how his twisted mind, like, he want, like, he's, like, he, as a comedian, like, you know, he saw how messed up the world was, and he had, like, this very, like, nihilistic view of it, and, like, he would, like, joke about it, and, like, just try to bring him in, I was like, ah, oh, it's all, like, it's it, like, none of it matters, like, you know, we can still laugh at it, it's all a joke, but then, you know, it got more sinister, and, uh, yeah, so that's, and it's just, you know, an example of, like, how that can happen if, you know, like, if we allow ourselves to you know that just decide that everything is meaningless, and you know you just like live this like you know it like it doesn't matter it, it's it's interesting because like the joker isn't depressed or anything about it but- like and it, it almost seems like he's the way to be because he's so he's happy about the world being in chaos and everything, and Batman's just like the you know the stoic depressed sort of like miserable always must keep fighting on kind of guy, and I don't know, so I thought it would be interesting to like fuse their brains together so like that. The ultimate win for Joker would be getting Batman in on the joke and like getting to to see things his way, so like Batman finally has the realization, so he's gotta like deal with that, so he's you know he's gotta deal with these high philosophical ideas of you know what is you know morality and like what is the purpose of it and you know, so instead of the ba- the physical battle being between him and Joker, the Joker is now in his head, mm-hmm. and like may- might uh, which actually might make him more powerful in, in many ways. So that's the White Bat <laughs> <What>? <laughs> that I create. That's the scenario I created in my mind, and that's like what uh, you know. And Batman, like the reason he's so powerful is because he's a symbol. And I just and uh, I remember you know even like before this, like I was thought like Batman is the highest. The, like the symbol of the highest achievement a normal human can get and he, you know, runs the Justice League and everything and like all of this and he's just a regular dude so yeah, that's my ideal that I'm trying to put forward in 2019. So, what do you, th- what wait, do
1: you think? Wait, wait, of that? My question is: Is it White Bat or Batman? Which one is your ideal? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I I am the White Bat. That's the thing. Oh, but okay.
1: like, that- <laughs> so you're a combination of Batman and Joker. Then is that what? That's your ideal?
0: Yeah, exactly. Okay. Well, because I I am a comedian. I see like his. I actually like, I see Joker side of it because like that's kind of like the, the approach I've had to take. Like. Like, you know, like, after, you know, losing a kid, it's, right. you know, like, life, you, you get to the point where, like, life is meaningless. Like, it all doesn't matter. Like, oh, who cares? Like, you know, I was, yeah, you know, I think, like, oh, I was such a good person. Like, I was a good Christian kid. Like, I did all the right things. Like, you we know, all, why doesn't God love me now? You know, stuff like, you know, all those kind of these big questions that I just didn't have answers to. So, like, I, um... Like now the like through looking around at other uh philosophies and religions and things like that I've come to more of a like the realization that like like the world is perfect as is. You know, like sort of like, like the yin and yang, how there's like the light and the darkness and there's a little bit of light in the darkness and a little bit of darkness in the light. Mm-hmm. And um
1: there cannot be any any light without
0: darkness. Right. And you just have to, yeah, you can't see the dark yeah you can't see the light without the darkness that's once again getting back full circle to how i was talking about like god is love and love created everything just to you know if you say if god is love then you know how could you create all this suffering and like terrible things it's like well how can you know what love is if you know what the absence of love is you know so like it,
1: you know one one person's love is some somebody else's you know mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it, it's this is like how someone's good someone's else's evil Someone might think someone's good like a hundred percent good you know like Like, spoiler, um, Avengers, Infinity War, War. Thanos thought, it's perfect, you know, I'm going to just take people down, Mm -hmm. it's going to do good for the world. Everybody else was like, that's bad shit, let's beat (laughs) the fuck out of him, you know? It goes to that, but if you really listen to Thanos, Thanos, what Thanos is saying while he's
0: through that movie, you're like, well, shit. It's like he's kind of got some good points. (laughs) Like, have you seen, um, oh, uh, have you seen The Watchmen? Mm Mm-hmm. It's that—that's the other one too. When you find out the hero is actually the villain at the end, and is he actually orchestrated the whole thing? And but the way he explains it, he's like, "Look, these people are going to tear each other to shreds unless they find something to unite against." So I had to make you know Doctor Manhattan into the villain because otherwise, you know, everyone was just going to kill each other. But now they're like united against things, like almost like I hate to be all conspiracy theory, but like nine eleven or something mm-hmm. like how you know the people. You know, and that was a little anti-American and stuff. And then something like this happened, it's like we need to unite and we need to, you know, get back to God and everything. And <laughs> that was <laughs> back to the Attack on Titan thing again. Just, just real quick. There, there was I, I, I laughed out loud earlier at one of the scenes. There's the the guy in the church. Like I remember, there's a really strong religious angle to the show too, yep. where. um and there, it shows the guy in the church, like, they're talking about how they put their faith in the walls. And it's like, and through our faith, the walls shall be strengthened. You must be unwavering in our dedication and prayer. And then a titan just comes smashing through the walls and kills everybody in the room. And I was like, ha! That's so, like, what, like, like I feel like it's, like, a metaphor for, like, how ill-equipped a lot of religion is for dealing with the real world. Mm-hmm. i feel like that's the, like that's kind of how i felt you know like i like i've been like raised christian my whole life and i had this whole structure and you know if you pray to god and you're faithful and you know you do all these things then you know your life will go accordingly you know the, the life that i mean i know it's not like good things don't always happen to good people but like that's kind of the story you're given and then the walls just come crashing in around you and see what i grew you do, up
1: I in a, also in a christian home my, i grew up in a Southern Baptist Ooh, yeah. church. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah, exactly. So um the the thing they always want they always told us when we were young is that um you're you're going to always God, God will always give give he will never give you anything that you cannot handle. Right. He will he will not because he knows exactly what you can handle at at any time and point because that's who he is. You know? Mhm. So, when, when you get a situation that just feels so hard that you know, don't know what to do with yourself, the, 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 the church always says, you have to remember, you can handle it because he wouldn't have given it to you otherwise. But, mm-hmm. you know, like you, like you said earlier, you lost a child, and that's, that's something a lot of people cannot get, come back from, yeah. honestly. Like, oh, things become different in the household people's uh people the person sees themselves becomes different because you know you know what you, you you have this little human you know your, your, mm-hmm. your dna in your arms and then yeah. next day next thing you know it's like i hate to make this analogy but you know the part the the, the tony the tony stark and peter parker you know yeah yeah when he's dying in uh spoiler Aven- right. <laughs> avengers and he disintegrates in his arms you know a lot of people cheered up at that moment because you know he he knew it was going to be going away and Tony doesn't know how to how to do that which why well, I think he's gonna start the Illuminati Wait.
0: and the next thing
1: <laughs> I'm being serious Tony Tony Stark's part of the Illuminati
0: I could see that he's rich as shit
1: Reed Richards and uh, Charles Xavier too they're all part of the Illuminati oh.
0: <laughs> Marvel's running the world. That would be so. That would be like so like if they start putting like subliminal messaging in like all of the Marvel movies and then like start saying, we're. It's probably been there already. And then now they're like finally like, hey, we're the Illuminati. They're just coming out and saying it. And then it's like, wow, they're the Illuminati in this movie. It's like, no, they're really the Illuminati. And you watch. They're controlling your brains by making you watch these movies.
1: Why do you think we keep going back?
0: Right. (laughs) We're in a cult. That's what. (laughs) That's like what uh, Jordan Peterson said about the the Harry Potter when he was asking. You know, he always like talking about these. It's like just so everyone like to make sure everyone's understanding. What I'm talking about, you've, you've all read the books. How many of you have read the books? And like most of them read all. Like how many have read all the books? Like how many have read at least one? The more people raise their hands. Well, how many have seen the movies? And like everybody raise their hands. Yeah, you're all in a cult. You are. <laughs> but it is like sort of like what you know. You get indoctrinated into it. It's like. Uh, it's, like, just, you know, another myth, another religion. Like, there's, you know, that's, like, what people love about, that's how people can get so lost in, like, comic books and the mythology of it and stuff, and, like, how they treat the characters like real people. Like, like you know, if you're writing for Batman, you can't just, like, do anything with Batman. Like, it's like, all right, and in the next scene, Batman stabs a baby. What? No, what? <laughs> that's
1: not who he is. He can't do that.
0: Right. Like, just to make a point. No, but,
1: no, 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 I know. No.
0: Right, I know. No, I'm just saying like 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 Batman stabs a baby to make a point. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like he's just like really angry at Robin or something, he's like, You did this. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know why I went there, but you know, you know, baby death being such a hot topic, apparently. <laughs> uh it's so prevalent. But yeah, it's um gosh, getting back to whatever our point was, um I don't know. I'm going to... Hold on. You, you're, you're
1: originally talking about, you know, who you needed to... Who you... Who your person you had to become was, not that the right. white bat.
0: The person... Yeah. The white bat. <laughs> I kind of like that. Anyway. But, yeah. Like, the like the white bat. It's like... Like, I want to be, like, a symbol for hope and be, like, a... Like, a hero that people can look up to. Like, somebody that... You know, and, I, you know, I look at other stories in real life. Like, people that have come through tragedy and, you know, done amazing things. Like, this guy... uh uh Daniel Cormier who's the UFC well he was the light heavyweight champ and heavyweight champ simultaneously and like he was an Olympic wrestler and uh wouldn't be the
1: both the light and well
0: well because you you cut weight to make weights for different like for different weight classes. So like he like he his actual weight is around like like 240 or something like that. Like, if he, well, when he's out of shape, but like when he's in training camp, like he cuts a little bit of fat, and then, like, towards the end of the really close, they cut a bunch of water weight, and they'll drop, some people, some guys will drop up to like 20 pounds or something just in, just to, just to fight at a lower weight class so they have a size advantage. Right. So he, so he cut, he cut weight to make 205, and then he didn't cut weight to fight at heavyweight where all these bigger dudes were, but it doesn't matter. He knocked him out anyway, but he was. Uh, yeah, he was an Olympic wrestler, and, like, I guess his his daughter died in a car accident or something, like, then that, that was, like, I guess after that point was, like, when he just got, you know, even, you know, more into his training, more into, you know, dedicating himself to be, you know, to get to, like, the highest heights of, because he, before that he would always, like, come up short, like, I think he got, like, the silver or bronze in the Olympics or something, and, you know, like, it always, like, chewed him up inside, and, like, that was, like the what like, what pushed him over the edge, and now he's the champ champ but you know so like i've just been thinking like how i can turn this tragedy into something and become like one of those positive stories and part of doing a podcast is like people taking people along that journey with me you know most people start podcasts after they're famous <laughs> <laughs> sure. if they want to be successful about it you know joe rogan was already on tv and stuff and doing fear factor and whatever when he first started his thing so lots of people listen to like this is like like a rags-to-riches story in real time. And it might just be rags the whole time, but we're just going to be fine with it. <laughs> but I uh, hopefully, you know, I'd, just through doing it, someone will latch onto this and be into what we're doing, and maybe it'll take off in some capacity or another. I don't know. But at the very least, I like sharing my ideas with the small community of people I have around me and hopefully affecting their lives in a positive way and that's the perspective i'm taking is that of the both the i use my comedy as a way of like sort of lightening some of the harsher edges and like you know you know reframing things in a new perspective cuz like um somebody said uh, if you do if you can't do anything with a light hand then it means you're not an expert at it you know it's like the like the minimum necessary force for doing it so like breaking a board or something like anybody can like break a board, like if like, you, like I did it when I was in like third grade, <laughs> like so, like, just a little pine wood, but like you just like punch through it. But like it's it's technique. Like, we're thinking about you know punching through it or whatever. But, uh, you know any most grown men can just like swing as hard as possible and just <laughs> like smash through a like a like an inch thick board. But like if you like know the technique, like just the, you you know that just the minimum a light hand is all it takes to get the job done. So uh, just to be in. Then expert, you know, you handle it light-handed. You can handle heavy subjects lightly and make them, you know, less, you know, I don't want to go there type stuff. Right. Like, getting into the, you know, deeper subjects. Like, like what do you really believe about, you know, reincarnation and what's possible in, like, life and the universe and stuff?
1: Yeah. Like, like I told you, like, we, we, we had that conversation here. Just, we were playing um, uh, the werewolf game oh, yeah. that that I bought recently, which is fun, mm-hmm. um, and then we just stopped for a second and we were just like, and then just came out of nowhere and started talking about like what we all believed and everything, and then i br- went and got broke up my tarot deck mm-hmm. and did some tarot readings for uh, Sam and Bobby yeah
0: mm-hmm. yeah, I like i've been get- yeah they've been we've been getting into that a little bit, and I've been thinking more about like tarot card readings and psychics and stuff like that because, like, Bobby went and saw a psychic on, well, for for her birthday for, uh, um, and, like, she talked just to, she talked about Ezra and stuff, and I, I think she saw it, Sam went with her, and she said something about her grandma was there, too. Mm-hmm. I don't know, like, really interesting stuff. So we've been getting, like, more and more into it, and, and ever since he died, there has also been, like, a bunch of, like, just random weird things we couldn't, completely explain like one time we were just walking through an aldi's and like a bag fell off a shelf behind like a few feet behind bobby like nobody touched it it just like whoop, just fell on the ground we're like whoa what the hell and then somebody said oh it looks like there's a ghost following you i'm like like dude don't say that <laughs>
1: don't say that no
0: but then we've had like tons of times when we were like in the car then like actually like felt like someone else was with us to the point where we like actually physically like looked in the back like oh shit is it there- oh like, or like, like, I thought, like, I felt like, like, I had Tucker in the car or something. Like, we brought Tucker along somewhere, and like, we just forgot that he was with us, and yep. I was like, like, I felt a presence, and I was just like, oh, oh, that's okay. And also been seeing more. Like, do you are you into like like uh, numerology at all? Yeah,
1: my like, dad is.
0: Yeah, like seeing numbers and stuff. So like, I saw um, like, I, like one of, one of the most vivid things. Like, I started seeing like three three and. Um, 1111 11 more often and then I had a friend that said 1142 was her favorite number and ever since that one like that one started showing up a bunch and like you know random times of the day and like I know like lots of people say like co- just coincidence but it's coincidences happening more close together at kind of an alarming rate like every time I look at a clock it's like some it would be like something 33 mm-hmm. or 44 or something like it was always like repeating not like not every single time but like like when it was I would notice something about what was going on around me like it snaps you back into the moment you know even like you know it's like this all, it all sounds very like woo woo and stuff but you know, even like but it's just as simple as so and so oh 11, 11, make a wish
1: well if I remember right which I could be totally off basis 11-11 in numerology means that you're going on you're on the correct path yeah if I, if I remember correctly which I could be very wrong um
0: let me check I remember reading it was it's like a gateway
1: how the account's been
0: suspended, well then. Well, then.
1: Oh, let's try another one. <laughs> but,
0: um, yeah, it's, a, it's like a gateway. Well, one really interesting, weird thing that also happened to me was I did this thing called a... Uh, this guy, Aaron Doughty, has a YouTube channel. And he does the, these guided meditations. And what he did, he talks about, like, reality surfing, And he's, like, doing a meditation where you can bring the reality you want to you by, like... Not by, you know, like, the regular law of attraction... Like, like visualize the reality you want, and like try to pull it to you. It's like it's like reality trans surfing is like you just like sort of slide over into the next reality over where like just one little decision is different. So, oh yeah, why is eleven eleven so 11-11. special? <gasps> All right, some numerologists in new age philosophies believe that events li- linked to the time 11:11 appear more often than can be explained by chance or coincidence and is an example of synchronicity. Some authors claim that seeing 11:11 on the clock is an auspicious sign. Others claim that 11:11 signals a spirit presence. However, skeptics say that Yuri Geller's examples of the 11:11 phenomena and worlds are examples of post hoc reasoning and confirmation bias. Yeah, that's what, the, you know, what the skeptics would say. But <laughs> well I mean like like I'm saying like, even if it's if you see like 1111 11, make a wish like it does it causes you to think like oh what would I wish for like what's like my one like if I had one wish what would I wish like so really the question is like what's the innermost desire of my heart so like it forces you to be reflective and you know it can cause you to look inside your own mind and you know be the introspective and you know it's all linked to meditation and things like that but Anyway, yeah, one... Oh, yeah, meditation. I did a I did a guided meditation of reality transurfing, and then the next day, it was really weird. Like, it was super foggy outside. It was, like, it looked like Silent Hill out there. Huh. <laughs> and, like, so I'm driving to work, and as I'm coming through, I see four road cones. And they're not, like, the regular cone cones. They're, like, the straight up and down, like the like the pole kind, you know what I mean? And they're, like laid across the, like, on my normal path to work, like, never seen them before, and there was no construction or anything around, but there was just, like, four cones, like, boom, boom. I was like, 11, 11. What the fuck? And uh, Eleven Eleven is a gateway, and I drove right through the middle of it, so after doing a, like, a meditation where I was supposed to get my life on the right track into the reality that I was supposed to, it looks like everything is loading all of a sudden, <laughs> and I'm driving through a gateway to this better life. Okay, sure. Like, like uh, you know, lots of coincidences, but, like, if I'm thinking about it too much, I'm like, whoa, like, maybe, like, that really did just happen.
1: Well, Okay, so, while he was talking about that, I looked up another thing for 11.11. So, here's some basic meanings that I found. Pay attention to your thoughts, as is an opportunity portal, as he was saying, so it's a portal right. for uh, opening up things for yourself. Also means there are everything is the result of your thoughts and feelings so if you're feeling something in that moment or something if you see 11 11 then everything that's going around around right now is your thoughts and your feelings about that It's your true meaning of those thoughts and feelings mm-hmm. or third meaning deceased loved one is near you sending you a message and then another one as you are on the path of awakening as your remember self which i do not know what a remember self is,
0: is it, uh, as you remember yourself I don't know. Uh, like so, like it's a direct
1: channel that opens between you and your higher self. So right. for that would be like some people believe that the astral plane is you have an astral plane and a physical plane that you have yourself and you're connecting
0: yourself to that. that
1: right. plane. That's what I'm guessing that they're talking about. Re remembering is. Re remember. That's.
0: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense because also, um, you know, if you if you don't t- 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 talk about, like, God or spirit guides or whatever, um, or I, I don't know what you think about, like, all that kind of stuff, but it makes sense to me. Oh, somebody else, my tattoo artist actually said that her mom told her that before we're born, we plot out exactly what's going to happen to us and, like, we write our story, you know, like a movie or whatever. So, like...
1: Some people show some really shitty lives then.
0: Right. That's what I was saying. Well, like... So, like, some people, like, they pick the, like, you know, some souls, like, they say, like, maybe, like, it's the old souls that uh, have been the, done it a few times are the ones that come back to help other people, right? But they, so they write out these lives for themselves, and, you know, sometimes, you know, they make a tragic thing happen to make them, like, you know, re- realize or remember their true, their true self or true calling and, you know, everything... You know, it's like back to, like, that, you know, everything happens for a reason, or, you know, even the way some people were saying it's it's God's plan. Like, that's, it was like, well, no, it was, it was my plan. But, like, why would I plan that for myself? Why would I put myself through that? But it goes, it all goes back to, you know, well, you know, what is love? We can't know darkness without the light, and, or we can't know light without the, you know, vice versa, but...
1: Have you ever seen uh, Mr. Nobody before?
0: No, I have. I know about it. Though. It's a really good
1: movie. It's one of my favorite movies. And spoiler to you right, 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 right now, <laughs> one of the plot points is that when Mr. Nobody, the main character in the movie, was born, he didn't get the the little. I don't know how to say it. Like everyone, right beneath their nose, has that little indent. Oh yeah. Right there, and he wasn't born with that. And when because he wasn't born with that, he had all knowledge of everything of all his all his paths that he could take huh. in the world. And because of that, he has this decision when he's a kid about if he does four decisions that he can make at that age, mm-hmm. but he knows how each one of them will turn out. Oh. And not, and none of them are necessarily a good thing. So he, you know, he plays he plays out each role, sees it ends bad, and then you know, the world starts crumbling around him because, you know, he does not want to make that choice.
0: But he, yeah,
1: because he knows everything.
0: Yeah, uh, <laughs> that would be... It's such a good movie. Well, I'm, yeah, <laughs> I feel like that's like something that, yeah, even that's like a metaphor for like, you know, being caught up in, you know, you can be paralyzed and just, you know, think about the past or like, oh, you know, what if I'd made that decision or, you know, what if I'd stuck with that job or, you know, works work things out with that girlfriend that I liked so much, like, you know, what, maybe things could have been different. But, you know, people will sit around and play that game forever and, like, live all these other lives while they're still in their, in current, their, in their current body. And that's, yeah, that's depressing. That's And that'll cause your whole world to, like, cave in around you, basically.
1: And it would probably destroy the life that you are living, too, you know. If you start focusing on the past mistakes that you did, you're more likely, you know, people say if you focus, if you start doing the things you, ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> If you do if you focus on the past so much then you will redo what you have done. Look exactly. at hum, look at human history. We do the same thing every single time. Like mm-hmm. right now the US is doing doing many things that many other civilizations have done and failed at. Right. And have ended. We're on that path right now. I know. <laughs> we are literally on that path. We're Dude. doing the same damn things. Oh my God.
0: You know what? Yeah, we're on thin ice. Like, then the thing—the more Jordan Peterson I listen to, the more it scares me. Because he talks a lot about um, this book called by Alexander Solzhenitsyn called The Gulag Archipelago. And that's about, like, the Russian concentration camps, mm-hmm. which not as many people know about as Germany for some reason. Even though way more people died and it was still, like, a super horrible thing. But, like, it's not... Like, I don't barely remember it from school or whatever. I just know, hey, oh, yeah, Joseph Stalin was bad. Like... <laughs> killed millions of people but it's uh like that's like it like the way and it's a 1700 page book describing like all the horrible conditions and like how basically how it was allowed to happen was the corruption like one by one of individual morality and like each person being willing to like give in to this is like oh well this is what everyone else is doing so you know you got to go along with it you know the prison's the prisoners ran the prison, and they would rat each other out because they didn't want to get in trouble. Right. And, like, so, like, they didn't have the... Like, they didn't have the manpower. Like, if they all... If, if they all decided to revolt, they could have just overthrown them the whole time. Like, some of them might have died, but, like, they didn't have enough prison guards to actually keep the prisoners under control. They were keeping each other under control by, like, checks and balances. And, like, and it's... And under, like, these terrible conditions where some of them were, like, killing each other, and, like they, like, they were running out of food, and, like, some of them were driven to cannibalism. Like, it's... Like a literal hell on earth, and like it's all because of uh, you know, basically it traces it all back to uh, the fundamental properties of of Marxism. But but it basically, like what had happened was the morality of the individual was corrupted so much by you know outside forces, and it's yeah. So that so that's what and you know if we're and he talks about the you know, the slow process that it takes into, into a descent into this sort of thing, like how, you know, just that sort of way, that way of thinking is accepted and, you know, which is why I like being so, which, I don't know, uh, it's like outside of politics pretty much, like I don't, you know, because like people will go back and forth arguing about it so much that, you know, we ignore the real points, like, yeah, you know, like how is like how is this ending suffering? How is this I don't know. I kind of like lost that spot halfway through. I feel like I'm losing steam, but well, <laughs> You guys not, you got the idea. On,
1: we've been doing this about for 2 hours now. Almost. <laughs> you still what? Hey, yeah, how The other one, one was 45 we? minutes.
0: Yeah, the other one was 45 minutes and we've been going now for another 37. Yeah, we might yeah. <laughs> You touched on a lot of stuff, but since I don't want to end on that s- that depressing note, let's talk. Uh, all right, New Year, what do we got? Some some resolutions? What do you can If you have just just one that we can pick, pick one that you know you can stick to, and we'll like hold each other accountable. If you want, if you want to add more, that might fall by the wayside. <laughs> then like do that, but like I want to find like a one good one.
1: Okay, my my coworker told me a really good one, and I I'm thinking I'm gonna try to do it too. Um, I'm just gonna I'm gonna let people win. Yeah. Yeah, because you know, instead of arguing mute points when someone's not we're we're not gonna agree on the same thing, I can just take I can take a loss. You know, I'm I, instead of con- continuously arguing about the same point over and over again, and then doing it back to me, and we both getting frustrated, I'll just. Yeah. Okay. Just
0: letting stuff go more often. Exactly. Yeah, that's good. That's good for your peace of mind. You know, just to not have to. Because you know, after that argument goes on, you're like you're still thinking about the argument usually, and you get all wound up and stressed about that because you're still thinking, I was like, no, he was wrong. Maybe if I said this, maybe he would have listened. But then you don't. Uh, yeah, you, like you can lose days like that.
1: Yeah.
0: So. <laughs> um, that is a really good one, but. And also, uh, you know, important, a lot of people argue just to be right and don't, a lot of people like to talk, not a lot of people like to listen, so Mm -hmm. my, uh, yeah, my one definite New Year's resolution is to try to talk less and, or talk when necessary and listen better, which is, will make me a a better and more gracious host Mm. for the show and, uh yeah and make people less annoyed by hanging out with me <laughs> and uh yeah and on top of that you know I'm also gonna do a bunch of other stuff I'm like I'm planning to get in better I, I, oh yeah I'm gonna try to take a cage fight this year for sure I don't know how soon but like I feel ready now but like I feel like I'm I'm gonna like go really hard this whole month and like get my body like I feel mentally ready, but I feel like I need to like just go hard this whole month and like get my body into the physical shape that I need it to be in, in order to perform at my highest potential. But also, uh, oh yeah, and they're doing a our, our work is At my work Fabrecal. There's a, a marathon in Kalamazoo this year that I think I might try to do. Uh, you have fun with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um. You know, I mean they have like a 5K too. Have fun with that. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, it's like, uh, that's no like that's like a tenth of a. I, it's like yeah, I don't like running either. Well, we could do. We should. We could do something. I don't know, but anyway.
1: Yeah, I started going to the gym. That's something. you went to the gym. I started going to the gym. That's something. What do you?
0: Well, if you, if I may ask, like, what do you what do you do there?
1: Uh, I go right now. I'm going to Planet Fitness, and i Oh yeah. I start off with a. Ten to thirteen minute walk warm up at a three incline three speed and then I'll ride the b- bike for thirty minutes and then I'll do some abs ab stuff.
0: That's good stuff. I like that. That's uh, yeah. It like hits on all the main points. You do you have a you have a black card member? Yeah. So you can use the massage chairs and everything too. Yeah, that's <laughs> the best part. <laughs> <laughs> the hydro massage at the end is just like heavenly. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, hit me up sometime. I definitely would be want to like come. You know, you get you're allowed to have a guest, yes, right? You know. Yeah, yeah. I can come work out sometime. We can get it together. Don't like. <laughs> I will pump you up. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like, I, you know, the, the, again, you know, part of my the part of the reason I'm doing this is you know to take people along the journey with me, and I feel like, um, you know, part of my journey was like, you know, I used to be pretty fat. I was like 270 pounds. I was a real big guy. Well, you know, did you not know this about me? <laughs>
1: I'm about to Oh, I'm about to
0: oh okay. I, so, lost,
1: I just lost 30 pounds. I was 290.
0: Oh, goddamn. Well, good for you. Well, that's what I'm saying. So, but like, I've but I've I've been there, and I know how to get out of it. So, like, I you know, part of what I want to do is like getting people to like a place where they're like they feel better in their skin like you know i'm not i'm not here to body shame anybody or like you know, make them feel bad about about it i'm right i'm not i'm not trying to make anybody if you're happy with the way you are that's why i like the buddha statue so much it's just like he's just right yeah i was i keep looking at that guy in the corner he's this fat sack of shit with his man titties hanging out and he doesn't give a fuck (laughs) that's my favorite thing about like i think that that's part of like um there's a reason he's like that is, is, is to illustrate the how the body doesn't matter as much, and he's just he's just smiling because he's so happy because he's enlightened. You know, it's like I've I've, I've always uh, that enlightenment is like the ability to let stuff go. So like I feel like you know, Buddha is like the kind of kid that would people would try to body shame him and like <laughs> like in school or like it says like he's like you're so, so fat. All you do is just like sit there and think all the time, and he's just sitting there like ah oh, yeah, my dick's little too. What do you got? What else you got? <laughs> And like I don't care. I am bliss. I am pure. <laughs> like like so if you're just that kind of level of happy with where you're at right now, like I am not here to make you feel like any kind of bad about yourself. But if you feel like imp- you know, improving your physical health and taking care of your meat puppet, then uh then yeah, I know how to do that. I can help you out with it. If you're in the West Michigan or Kalamazoo area, Hit me up sometime. You can just hang out, work out. I do lots of martial arts stuff, jujitsu, a little bit of boxing. Mix it up, have fun. Anyway, um, so yeah, that's pretty much all we got for this episode. So uh, thank you for joining me on this and talking at length about random shit. Random shit. <laughs> that's the beauty of it, man. That's why. That's what a podcast is supposed to be.
1: <laughs> Started off an anime, we went to life. Pretty much. <laughs>
0: I think that was, that was the goal. That was what I was hoping. to would talk about anime and tie it into real life. So mission accomplished. All right. So uh, thank you all very much for coming along the ride with us. And uh, remember, until next time, mind your mind.